Yo, what's good, everybody? And welcome to another expert of the bio. Now, as always, your host, Will T. And today, and I know we took a, it's been a little bit since we put out the first part, you know, everybody's got a lot of things that they got going on, as do I. So I had to take a little minute, get myself together, put out some other episodes and, you know, told y'all these will drop randomly at any time. You know, when the thing has crossed my mind, I come here, put it on tape and then I put it out. But today I kind of wanted to talk about, um, a couple things, um, I get asked, well, if you don't know, I'll just say this to start it off. If you don't know, I am currently, you know, an Army recruiter in the Army. And no, it is not my only job in the Army. This is what we like to call a temporary duty assignment. A temporary duty assignment is when, you know, guys upstairs, the big guys upstairs in the White House or whatever you may call it, they say, hey, you've been doing so well and the job that you're doing, what can you do? outside of your normal job you know and there's multiple different options and things you can do you can be a recruiter drill sergeant oct which is you know uh, training other troops and stuff like that um those are pretty much the big ones or you can go to the schoolhouse or things like that so the schoolhouse meaning like your job training jobs uh so the teachers teaching the new ones coming in what their job's going to be but mine just happened to be recruiting, you know, and I kind of wanted to do recruiting in the beginning anyway. Like I've always wanted to, you know, dive off into this world and see kind of what it is. And, you know, I've actually pretty much enjoyed um, everything that's going on. But a lot of my friends and, you know, that's doing recruiting would say otherwise. But, you know, you got this teacher's own and it's, it's what you make out of it, whether it be good or bad. You know, you got to make that experience your, your experience and make it as best as you can and do everything that you can to be successful, you know, and just keep pushing forward. That's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? And there's always going to be days where days, weeks, months, sometimes, especially in recruiting, where it's going to suck. And, and there, there is no if, ands or buts about it. It's going to. It's just all about how you handle it and, you know, being able to navigate through what your higher-ups and your station commanders and everything everybody else is saying to you, it's all about how you navigate it and make it fit for you, you know what I'm saying, because you can't let them break you, because at the end of the day, you're still a, a non-commissioned officer in the United States Army, you know what I'm saying, so you got to stand on that, and be it as it may, you, you got you to gotta handle your business, you know, it is what it is, as I always say, you know what I'm saying, but yes, I am an Army recruiter currently right now. And I always get asked this question, you know, actually, before I even get into what the question is, um, the first thing I want to talk about is going to be, why is it that, you know, why are you an Army recruiter? What is it about being an Army recruiter that you like, dislike, um, things of that nature? Okay, hold on. So let me back up a little bit because I always do this. Like I be having so many different things running through my mind. Like I try to slow myself down, but <laughs> sometimes it's a little hard. So let me just let me just back up just a little bit. OK, um, and talk about being an army recruiter. All right. So for all you ones out there that's thinking about it or may want to go into this world, you just got to know a couple things. OK, number one, if you're an introvert you are going to become an extrovert if you want to be successful. You got to, it's 
one of those jobs where you have to step outside of your box and do things that you don't normally do. Now, there is, in my eyes, a such thing as a nonverbal extrovert. Um, maybe that's not real. I feel like it's real because, you know, you're still doing things that may be nonverbal as far as doing things like social media and, you know, promoting in that way because that's a little bit stepping outside your box because you're not used to doing stuff like that. So it's still different. It's still getting you out of your shell. It's still doing things that are, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, being an extrovert and things like that. So you definitely got to be able to, to do that. You got to be able to or get comfortable, you know, talking to people in big crowds, such as going to, you know, the local high schools and things like that, or just for real, for real, just randomly going up to somebody that you might think that might be good fit for the army and just talking to them out of the blue and just striking up a conversation, trying to figure out exactly what to say, you know, to if this, if it's their choice, you know, they, they join the United States Army. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to just, you know, just talk to somebody randomly out of nowhere, especially if you don't never do it anyway. And then especially because you're not just trying to talk to them on some other stuff. You, you're trying to get this person to listen to the Army, you know, because you saw something in them that you felt that they could bring to the team. So it's just one of those things where you you really have to be a little bit different and try to figure out, you know, how you're going to be successful over these next three years because these three years are going to go by pretty quickly, you know. Um, and it might seem like it, it doesn't, but when you actually start getting into being a recruiter, you can see how fast these weeks go by and before you know it you've been working with somebody for months you didn't even realize you know what i'm saying that's why they there's different things that happen you know what i'm saying so it's not always on the recruiter sometimes it's mepcom sometimes there's other things that go on that kind of slow up the process but it's not an easy task at all and there is a lot of politics in this business there is a lot of you know negativity that's attached to it but it's about figuring out how you navigate it you know saying you can only do so much but if you feel like if you feel like somebody is I guess coming down on you or whatever or you know you feel like you're getting bullied or something like that before you think that at least look at everything that you have done you know are you taking that extra step to make things happen or did you finish this piece of the puzzle this, that, and the third, you know, and if you are doing these things and you are doing everything possible that you can do, then, hey man, you just got to let that go with what they're talking about, you know what I'm saying? But if you're not doing some of the things that you know can make you successful, then that's on you. That's on the individual. It really is. And this is one of those jobs where sometimes you actually do have to take that extra step. Sometimes you do have to work that extra day or that extra hour to get something done. And that's just a part of the job, whether you believe it or not. And I'm not even a, uh, uh, an actual, I won't say actual recruiter. I'm not what they call a 79 Romeo, which is a, uh, which is a recruiter, you know, a full-time recruiter. I'm just here temporarily. You know what I'm saying? So, even me being here temporarily, I understand things as a, I look at it in a non-commissioned officer standpoint, okay? And a lot of people kind of forget that they're non-commissioned officers, you know what I'm saying? So that might be 
part of the reason that you know they're they're not as successful and they're not doing as well because you're looking at it from a, a totally wrong standpoint you know um as a non-commissioned officer getting things done is what we do whether we have to stay a little bit later or not you know what i'm saying that is our job that is what we do so if you keep that attitude and you take that into recruiting yes you're going to have some down times of course you know we all have them where we're just not we're not getting enough people or we're not dropping or whatever the case may be you know what i'm saying you have to remember that if you're putting in 100% of the effort and it's not working out then it's not your fault you know what i'm saying you you're doing everything you can you've taken the extra steps you've done everything you know it's just not happening for you that that as long as you put in the work it can't it should not be held accountable you should not be held uh accountable for things that you are that are out of your hands it's nothing you can do you know what i'm saying now if if they choose to just keep moving forward whatever the case may be then hey man it's wrong as hell but you know what i'm saying we got to keep moving and keep doing what we got to do you know what i'm saying you can't let that be the reason why you shut down or you think that your career might be over because it's not i mean it you'll bounce back as long as you've been doing what everything you're supposed to be doing you know once you get back into your normal mos or whatever you'll be just fine you know don't let that don't let the negativity of this part of the organization hinder you from moving forward this is just one small piece in the puzzle and you know you can move on to do bigger and better things after it's all said and done y'all know once I'm done with this recruiting, I'm going to go and continue to do what I was doing before, you know, but I've just always been the type of, you know, uh, non-commissioned officer that does everything that he has to do and make sure he looks out for his people as best as possible. Even sometimes where they don't, they don't really want the help, you know, they kind of want to just do it on their own, but I, I gotta, I gotta let you, I gotta let you grow, and if that's the path that you want to take, then absolutely go ahead and do it. Just know that I'm here, and I'm always willing to help if you need the help. That's that's just the type of person. That's how I came up in this, in this business, and in this career path that I chose. Is you know, always look out for the ones that's looking out for you, and even the ones that's not really looking out for you, you can still extend your hand and show them the right way. And if they don't want to take it, then you know, that's just the, the consequence. I won't say consequences. That's just the path that they just going to have to take. And the results will always show, you know, and this has been proven time and time again. As I look back at, you know, some of the people that I've been around in this in this business, man, it, it gets it does get rough, man. And, and I don't I'm not a I told you so type of person. I mean, even though I know I've said it and people know that I've said it, but it's like. I don't say things for no reason, like, and I'm not saying I'm like a psychic or anything, but I've been in this long enough to understand how things are about to go. So if I'm telling you something, I'm not telling you just to feel like I'm cocky and I know everything It's because I literally see what is about to happen because I, I, I walk this path, man. Don't think that I'm just trying to just be this dude to just know everything. Like, you have to understand that if I've been through something, I'm going to tell you about it so that you can better prepare yourself for it. Whether you take my full advice or not, at least take it into consideration before you make your next move. Okay? But, you know, let me kind of get off that horse a little bit, man, because I get a little bit passionate about that. Um, But back to the recruiting thing. Um, 
the one question that I get asked a lot about, especially when I talk to, uh, you know, high schoolers and everything like that is, why did you join the army? And what keeps you in, what keeps you in the army for so long? What, what, what's that one thing that you found that makes you want to stick around and keep doing this job? Well, as that is a loaded question, it is some very simple answers. The reason that I chose to join the Army, well, this is a very simple answer, and I've said it before. You know, I just happen to be riding by one. But when I dig into that a little bit deeper, um, it, I think it was more than just me just riding by one and just seeing a station and saying, hey, let me go in here, you know, and see what they got going on. I think subconsciously I've been seeing those recruiting stations for years and I always and of course I got you know my brother he's in the Air Force and everything like that like I've always seen the you know the commercials and the movies and you know hearing his stories what he got going on because I joined just a little bit after like how many years like five years after he joined so that was quite a while but I've always seen it and I think subconsciously I was already building building it in my head that I wanted to do something like that. It just took me a little while just to, you know, saying like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And because for me, if I if I do something, I'm going to go pretty much all the way into it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm going to get this job, I'm going to try to be the absolute best at it. If I'm going to do, like, let's say if I was back wrestling still, hey, I'm going to try to go as far as I can with this, and I'm going to learn everything that I can about it because that's just the type of person that I am. So for me, when they ask me why I joined, I think subconsciously I always knew I wanted to do something super big and better and be able to move around, but it just took me to actually take that that simple step that I talked about to actually, you know, go ahead and do it. And, you know, once I got in the door with it, I, I ran with it, and, you know, I'm still running with it to this day. And I absolutely love what I do, which brings me to question number two, why do I stand so long? It's because I love this. I, I love this job. I love being able to teach soldiers i love being able to train them i love being able to mentor them and i still mentor people to this day some not even in the same job as me but it's because i love being able to help and be able to you know get the next generation of people ready for what i'm doing and the next up all those next steps that's the biggest thing for me is who's next up to take over my spot when i move up to the next one or when it comes time for me to hang on my boots who's who's replacing us who's gonna be that one you know or two or three or whatever the case may be that is what i do it for that's what i love man just to see people coming up from like the same way i came up from a fuzzy e1 all the way now to fuzzy e1 private all the way up to now sergeant first class pay grade e7 and everything like that and hopefully soon be moving up another rank but I think that is that that's what I love the most about it, man. It's just being able to do that. It's not even about the money, you know. I had money before, so that's never really been it. It wasn't always a lot, but I mean, I had I, my family was good, so my family good and I'm good. But I mean, the benefits, of course, the benefits are great, but it was never that for me. It was all about trying to find something to better myself and do something bigger than what I was, you know, and see if I can you know, take this new opportunity and run with it. And I've definitely ran with it. 
been all over the world a lot more places I still want to go but um, just being able to have these experiences that I didn't have growing up in East Cleveland is amazing to me and that's what drives me you know to keep wanting to do what I do not just my family it's a little I won't say it's deeper than that but I would definitely say it's on the same level you know what I'm saying just being able to experience all of this stuff and being able to change people's lives, man, that's that's the big thing for me, you know. And tying that into recruiting, I'm able to tell that exact same story because when I talk to these these kids now, it's like, man, y'all are old enough to be my my kids, you know what I'm saying? So it's easier for me to I kind of go like super dad mode sometimes, but I don't do it on purpose. It's it's just because. I literally could be, you know what I'm saying? In a sense, you know, they're all 17, 18. I got an 18 year old. So for me to talk to them and, you know, I could, it's easy for me to do that because I can, I already go through this already, you know, having these types of conversations. And then when I sit down with them, it's, it's a lot smoother, man. And I can see that I might be changing a life and I might not, you know what I'm saying? That's why when when I go through and I'm talking to to the kids, it's not about just uh, it's not about just joining the army. It's about finding a new way or a better path in your life. You know, I don't always have to preach joining the army when I go and do my recruiting thing. I'm all uh, I tell the kids all the time. It's about me trying to help you find a better career path or a career path in general doesn't even have to be with the army it could be about going to school full-time you know and I think that resonates with them better um granted there are other ways that people recruit but I, I tend to figure out or try to figure out what it is that they want out of life even if they are 17 18 years old this is the time to start thinking about what it is that you want to do you don't want to be stuck working at freaking burger king or whatever it is after high school granted that's a cool job for when you're you know in high school and everything like that but like once you're done with high school still doing the same cashier job at burger king and i'm not knocking the people who do it because you got to do what you got to do to make money but like you have a perfect opportunity at that age to do so many different things, you know, like I said, whether it be going to school full time or joining a branch of the military, um, just to change your life completely and, and really will. And I think sometimes that resonates with them. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, other recruiters do it different ways. They're super aggressive. I'm not that way because for me and a lot of people might not like it, but for me, I don't like to force people into doing things because at the end of the day, if I forced somebody or push somebody to do something or join this, join our branch and they're not fit, then I've wasted somebody's time. I've wasted, I've wasted my friends that are drill sergeants time trying to help them get through basic training. I've wasted my homeboys time who work at the schoolhouse to train this person to do the job. And then I've wasted that NCO who gets them at this first duty station time because now they have to work on getting them out of the army because they didn't even want to be here in the first place. So I wasted three of my friends time in that little time span. You know what I'm saying? So, or that could have been me on the, on the far end of it. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not saying that I'm being very picky, but I want people to understand that when they come into the office, they have to 
this has to be something that you really want. And my job is to give, put you in the best position, give you my guidance, whether you take it or not. Like I could suggest that, hey, man, you was really strong over in this area. You might think about this. But at the end of the day, you're the one who has to do the contract. But I'm not going to push you to do something. But I would rather I would rather see you do something that you know you're going to be very, very good at because I can see these types of things. Now, like I said, it's completely up to you, however you want to do it. But my way of recruiting just works a little bit different. You know, I'm going to I'm going to make sure you have everything that you want out of this experience, because I I won't say I didn't get that. I just didn't have as many opportunities as everybody has in this day and age. Back then, way in 2011, they didn't have all of these different options and, you know, things to do or maybe they did and I just had a crappy recruiter I don't know regardless of the fact that I still joined because it was something that I wanted to do and I had the option to walk away and I didn't I stayed and I wrote it out and now here I am 12 years later doing what they were doing back then I'm sure they're all out by now but that's cool um but I I like to make sure that I gear towards what everybody else is whatever they're trying to do or whatever they're trying to get out of this experience let's let's work that part out um I'm not really big on on numbers, but, you know, I'm all about making sure the experience is right. And I'm putting the right people in our army that want to be there and will give us the most out of it. You know, it it doesn't make any sense to just throw a whole bunch of people in the army and then let somebody else figure it out. That's crazy. We're just wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars for what reason? You know what I'm saying? Let's put the qualified people in that want to be there, that want to give it their 100% effort. Let's get those people in the service if that's what they want to do and put them in the right positions, the positions that they deserve to be in, the positions that they will be the most effective at instead of just giving everybody the same exact job. And then they have to deviate out. And now we just got a whole bunch of people doing something that they don't even want to do. So let's figure out what they want. Let's let's really gear this thing the correct way and you know, improve our, you know, our nation's defense, you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm going off on a little bit of tangent, but that just is what it is. That's just how I feel about it. And, you know, a lot of people don't like it and they might not like me for it, but that's just, that's just the way it's going to be for me. And then they could take it however they're going to take it or do whatever they're going to do. But I just refuse to, I refuse to just put garbage. I won't even say garbage because that's not right. It's not right. I refuse to just throw people in at any job and it's not fit for them. But if they feel like it is fit for them, hey, let's do it. But I'm not going to just go after numbers because that doesn't make any sense. You know, some people, I feel like this is something, this shouldn't be a, a last option. This is not something that you should be playing around with. This is not a, a game, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people haven't experienced, you know, being in combat and things like that. Like, this is really not a game to me. It really isn't. And I take this job very, very seriously. And I want qualified people, regardless if you feel that or not. I want qualified people to be in the Army. I want qualified people to be around me, you know, 24-7 if it has to be that way. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm I'm looking for very qualified people. I'm looking for people who who might, you know what? I'm even looking for people who might not be all the way qualified but has 100% heart into it and will make and you know will do whatever they got to do to be qualified. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of people that I want to be around. The pe- the type of people who want to learn, who who are willing to go the extra step to do whatever it is that they got to do. Those are the type of people that we need in all of our branches of service, you know. Highly motivated individuals willing to learn 
whatever they can learn and get the best experience out of this job. That's that's my that's my take on this whole recruiting thing, you know, and how I feel about, you know, the force and how we're doing things. And that's pretty much it, man. I know I kind of went off a little bit, but it's all good. I, I hope y'all was listening and um, take it for however it is. And, you know, we're going to catch y'all on the next one.